Perfect. All right. Well, I, I, I'm going to say that that's probably good levels right there, guys. Sweet. All right. <sighs> phone's on mute, All folks. Right. Yeah, my phone's always on mute. My own mute. That's, that's the way to live, I think, now. Turn off. So it doesn't but vibrate man, the we, shit out of this That's a good, good, thing, good call, though, to start mentioning to guests, because uh, well, how many guests have <laughs> not had their phones on mute? <laughs> Uh, more than our listeners know, because I edit it out usually, but <laughs> sometimes like uh, our la- one of our guests, uh, Mr. Frankie Hager, <laughs> there, there's no editing that one out. No, he just kept going and going and going. How's it going, Sean? How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I'm not popular enough for my phone to go off a bunch, so. Uh, I disagree with I that I disagree from, the, from our uh, from fan our, questions From our mailbag here, you are a very popular guy. Yeah, so, oh, so that's good to know. For anybody that gets to watch the uh, video version of this episode, look what, look what Mike and I are drinking tonight. It's not Twisted Tea, ladies and gentlemen. It's something big brewing at Uncle Leo's Brewery in Lions Brook, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the season once we get a little bit more information from Uncle Leo and the fine folks down there. But isn't that cool, Sean? Look at that. There's a beer with our name on it. How cool is Can't that? Can't argue with that. So, so, so <laughs> it's local. It's a local beer. Let, let me introduce uh, our guest this week. He is a... Oh man, I don't even know how to how to define this guy other than brutal. <laughs> he is a brutal, yeah, brutal, brutal guy. The the type of music that he does, he is definitely gruesome. <laughs> uh, the type of music that he does is uh, something that we've covered on this uh, on this show before in regards to uh, extreme metal. That's yes. definitely this gentleman's uh, genre. And man, what a resume he's got! And we're gonna kind of go over all that tonight. I want to introduce to you, ladies and gentlemen, and please. Forgive me on the uh, pronunciation of your last name, but we, ladies and gentlemen, have gruesome Sean Wazinski with us this week. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you very much. That's like the most common mispronunciation I, that I hear of the last name. So so it's Wazinski, Wazinski, school me. Yeah, please. It, it is Wyshinski. So ladies and gentlemen, this week's guest. Through some Sean Wyshynski. There. There you go. That, now we know. That, that is a question that's in the mailbag, actually. I, you, I think you might have seen that, Sean. I think you were paying attention to the, some of those questions. Preparing yourself, I, oh, aren't you? I guy. saw a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, was, someone actually asked that as a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wyshynski, so what, is, that's got to be European. Totally. It's yeah, good. it's Polish. I was just going to say oh, Polish, yeah. Fuck, it should have given me half I'm a second. I would have got it right. I'm a quarter Polish myself. My grandma yeah. would be proud. Nice. Look at you oh, guys connecting. Awesome. She uh, came here from Poland. Neato. Uh, so, Sean, um, I'm sure that you've uh, tuned into the show before. You've, we've uh, had a band made of yours on. We've talked about uh, some of the bands that you've been in uh, in the past. Yeah. Um, why don't you maybe kind of... I mean, you know how this show goes. We like to find out where you're from, what you're doing, and what's up next kind of thing. So let's start, right. man. Um, who yeah. the fuck are you even? You <laughs> yeah. know, I mean, we've had a few. You know, we, we've <laughs> who the had, fuck are you? <laughs> really, though. I mean, you know, we, you and I, we've had a few interactions. Um, always a good time together, man. Uh, you know, you've you got a huge heart. You're, you're a fine young gentleman. Uh, oh, in my yeah, book, for sure. I appreciate being called young. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're... Somebody's got to say it because we don't feel it, brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I say, you know, in in 
in my definition, you're a great dude, but there's so many more layers to you. So maybe give our listeners and, uh, you know, and the viewers here on the, on the video version of this podcast, um, found on our website, jamsessionspodcast.com. Why don't you tell them who you are, where you come from, um, and just kind of fill us in on why you fell in love with music. Maybe, you know, those early inspirations and things like that. We've got sure, all kinds yeah. of questions from the mailbag, so I don't want to overstep my boundaries here, but take it away, Sean. Why don't you fill us in on who you are a little bit? Yeah, well, I was uh, I was born in Ontario uh, originally in oh, Kitchener, okay. Ontario. Um, I uh, didn't spend any time there. By the time I was a few months old, my my parents moved to uh, to BC. So I grew up in BC until I was fifteen years old. Didn't wow. know so this. Not an original Maritimer. No, yeah, but- originally from PEI. I put in the post, and I was incorrect. <laughs> I always tell people I'm from PEI anyway, just because I spent the most time there in my life. Um, but yeah, I was uh, I was in BC till I was 15. Then I moved to PEI. Um, love of music, really. I think initially it all comes from my mom. Awesome. Uh, she uh, she always had music going in the house whenever I was growing up and stuff like that. You know, a lot of just oldies, right? A lot of old rock and roll stuff like that. And, you know, uh, a lot of Beatles. Um, awesome. The, those are some of my earliest memories are stuff like, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis and, uh, Elvis Presley and the Beatles, especially, especially the Beatles wicked. So, uh, let me ask you then what's your favorite Beatles album? Hmm. I like rubber soul. Ooh, good one, dude. Wow. See, there's that... a lot of good songs on that one. Hell yes. Absolutely. A question but, I have uh, is you're a big, you can't music... really go wrong with any of them. No, I agree. You listen to a lot of music, don't you? That's a, I, I try to, he's a very, I listen to, very I tell eclectic. people, uh, I don't know. I, I listen to a, a wide array of stuff, but really I just listen to a lot of death metal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you definitely do. Uh, I've, you recently became friends with me on Facebook just a few months ago because of this mm-hmm. podcast actually. Yeah, totally. And, uh, since I've been uh, friends with you once, occasionally you'll do these little posts on there of music you'll, you've been listening to recently and it'll have yeah. like a big list of your albums that you've listened to last month. And you're kind of like me, man. You, I could just tell you, you like listening to music and you're listening. I could just tell you're probably, it's just constantly going in the background, just like myself. So Absolutely. it's mostly death metal, probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. A but, good chunk of it is, uh, is pretty brutal stuff. I do want to bring up one extra little, uh, piece of, uh, visual candy for folks that are getting to watch this episode. Uh, because of the uh, the death metal and the black metal, you'll notice that our background, which is usually yeah. white, is black tonight. Yeah, because we ain't black. Yeah, we, we got the we got the gruesome <laughs> motherfucker on, so we went a little dark tonight. You got to go black. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so when? Okay, here's the. Let's get into when did you? What was the first extreme thing you've ever heard that got you into extreme metal? Do you remember the first? Great question, Mike. First metal. The first first extreme shit I ever heard that was like, you know, beyond your, your standard metal. Yeah. Um, probably, you know, it's funny to say, but it was probably cannibal corpse on Ace Ventura. Oh yes. For real. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a really cool I, I think intro, I was dude. 12 or 13 when that movie came out. And, uh, I remember, I remember seeing that and thinking it was pretty, uh, pretty insane. It was, it was far beyond what I was listening to at the time. I guess that was really it, it, big for them at that time. I guess that kind of, oh, yeah. they got them like a lot of recognition. And also Jim Carrey is like a legit <laughs> yeah. fan of cannibal corpse yeah. for those listening. He is. Yeah. Jim Carrey's great. Yeah. Um, agreed. Absolutely. So that's your first legend. memory. And was that what got you into it or was it something later on? 
like it was it was a couple of years later probably grade nine grade ten um you know i was i was listening to mostly uh you know whatever my older sister was listening to or or just whatever my parents had they had they had a pretty big record collection um so uh my father was really into a lot of like 70s prog like really weird prog stuff uh i couldn't even begin to remember any names oh, but okay. uh but um it was a lot of stuff that my sister was listening to so uh you know stuff like nirvana and uh, guns and roses uh, especially Guns N' Roses, and then uh, and then I started it. I slowly got into the Black Sabbath, but it was really yeah. it was Metallica that that got me into everything else. I yes. got into Metallica, and I'm still into Metallica. Awesome. Uh, I don't care. They're, they, they're such a div- divisive band. There's so many people that hate them or love them, or you but know, you can't I'm, help it I'll, when they put out something, you have to check it out. They're, they're oh, absolutely. There's just one of that that band that. Even if it's shit or, or it's good, you're still gonna check it out. <laughs> you just yeah. gotta Metallica being that one of those bands for sure. So you like Saint Anger? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> it's been a while since I listened to Saint Anger. <laughs> Man, the most metal uh, thing on that album is that fucking snare. That's true. Yeah, you could argue it is the heaviest album they ever put out. It's it just is. Not that's very, true. It's just not very good. I could argue that. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's moments, and I could see what they were trying to do. It's just they failed at it. That's all. I really, I, I think that's exactly it. Is that they maybe were even trying too hard. Uh, yeah. Know, so credit to the boys. That's for, a good one. To, to, and yeah. I think it really. When you watch right. that documentary, you could see that that's what they were doing. They were overproduced, and just you could tell they were just trying to do something that. Really, they shouldn't have been trying to do. <laughs> no, know, just, the the state of that band at the time it seemed like they're really forcing it. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, that's another good perspective too, Sean. Thank you for that one for sure. Yeah. Um. So, would you say that maybe the person that got you into the vocal style and a brutal fucking guttural screams that you're able to make with those uh, those pretty lips of yours? <laughs> <laughs> would, you say, would you say that it was Barney? Or, or who would you say was your was the biggest uh, vocal influence early on? Biggest vocal influence. Uh, that's a good one. Um, it's that- probably a combination of uh, of the early the early death albums, like Scream Bloody mm-hmm. Gore, oh, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, yeah, there you go, right there. I got Death Glass. Ah, Very there you cool, go, man. nice. Rest in peace, by the way. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Chuck Schuldiner on the uh, the early death stuff, and then uh, probably Chris Barnes on on the, that early Cannibal Corpse stuff. That's probably what what initially influenced me when I first, especially when I first started doing this type of vocal. Uh, you know, I was just like, okay, well, who can I copy? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> That's wicked, man. I love it. But I mean, really, you know, when when we're young, that's kind of how we learn is by emulating the the people that we look up to in regards to that. You know, I mean, I did the same thing with my vocal style, you know, picking from all these different kind of singers that have kind of columnated into what now sounds like me. You know what I mean? But you can definitely, totally. if you knew my, my influences deeply, you can definitely pick them out there and, do, do, you know, and different parts of different songs so i feel you there for sure dude and i can yeah, hear totally. uh especially since you mentioned chuck i can totally hear that now now that when i think about when you're singing or vocalizing or however you like to say it i can definitely hear mr shoulder in there for sure <laughs> yeah totally i yeah i def i hear a lot of different things with you actually that's def that's one but there's when you're going through your discography 
You kind of you've kind of got a lot of different voices that you use, I think. Yeah, that's one thing I've always tried to do, especially in in death metal, is uh, try to have a bit of variety at the vocals. Right, dynamic is um, definitely a word I would use when describing you for sure. Yeah, because there's there's an awful lot of death metal out there that's so just monotonous vocally. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing all the way through. That's fair, and uh, you know, and that works for some people, and some people just just want to listen to it uh, just for the sheer brutality of it. And that's cool. I've been there before. Um, but for myself personally, especially when I'm trying to create something with somebody, uh, I like to have that variety. Um, try Because the best death metal, in my opinion, best music, uh, but death metal, um, it, it's got to have a hook. It can't just be yes. just just insane all the way through. You got to hook well, that's what you death. Was, that's there. what death was good at. Absolutely, that yeah, hook, totally. that, that those bridges, those, those those kind of those connecting transition pieces, is really where they where they shone, in my opinion. Well, yeah, they they yeah, had a lot absolutely. of melodic parts, uh, oh, and yeah. it wasn't just like it, it was extreme, but it was you could groove to it. Yeah. So that's a quick little like shout out to uh, to both Chad Mitchell and Danny Alexander um, for, for showing me death and uh, Chuck Schuldiner. So thanks boys. Oh yeah. That first album, man. <sighs> so a question I have, cause we're going to, you're, you're an extreme metal vocalist and I've dabbled in that a little bit myself is how did you like, what, how did you start practicing that mm, style? Great question. Because it's not an easy like thing to, you can't just do that in your living room or out and about with people. Like you, you, you kind of, people look at you very strangely when you're practicing that <laughs> <Yeah>. style, right? <laughs> What's wrong with Is that, that why I get looked at all the time? I didn't realize that's why I got looked at all the time. <laughs> I thought it was because I was so deadly handsome. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, the first time I started doing this type of stuff is when I joined my first band, which was Gruesome Feast. Okay. So um, first band. Yeah, I had never done any sort of uh, singing in a band. I'd never done any uh, extreme. Was this uh, a band that vocal. were they already like a band without a singer? And then you went and tried for them, or how did that this band start? Well, they uh, th- the majority of that band they had a Slayer uh, cover band. They were called uh, Decorated Splatter. Ah, okay. And um, they had a bassist uh, slash singer at the time, and. Um, they decided they wanted to stop doing the Slayer songs and wanted to start writing death metal. So they, uh, I guess he wasn't going to be a part of it. So they, uh, they had the two guitarists and, and, uh, and the drummer, and then they wanted to get, uh, they get a singer. And I was friends with those guys and they figured I'd be a good front man, not knowing whether I could do the vocals or not. So they asked me to join. So I, uh, I just started jamming with them and just trial and error trying to do uh, death metal vocals. So did you, were you doing anything before that? Like your first time trying stuff was with this band. That's right. That's crazy. Yeah. Besides, you know, like whisper growling while you're listening to tunes in your, in your room and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was, that was the first time was uh, first time I jammed with gruesome feast would have been the first time I tried it, especially like full tilt. So was that where most of your practice came from in the early days was with that band then i'm guessing yeah absolutely Just, we jammed uh we jammed all the time so awesome. you guys play a lot of shows yeah once we got going um we were probably playing uh a lot more in nova scotia new brunswick than we were in pei like we were still playing a decent amount of shows in pei but yeah we we played uh all over the maritimes uh 
for about two years, about 2003 to 2005. Um, it was, uh, it was pretty steady, uh, of playing shows. Uh, and then, uh, then we were all in PEI and Pollard, one of our guitarists, he moved to Halifax and it just made it a little bit more difficult and we didn't want to replace him. Um, so like we, we would write new songs as a four piece and then he would come over for a gig uh, to Charlottetown or Summerside or whatever. And he would learn the song in like one night and then we'd go and play <laughs> the next day and stuff like that. Fucking it just awesome. got a little bit difficult because that, that no stuff kidding. was pretty demanding on the guitar. And the body I'm imagining too. Wow. Holy oh, cow, yeah. man. Oh yeah. It's like a crazy workout whenever you're done jamming that stuff. So me and That's Jeff, it. we're talking before we that we're going to try and play one song from each of your bands and yeah. and maybe so and maybe cool. a couple from the new one to so, help promote that. Absolutely. So let's maybe talk Sweet. about Gork orchestral blasphemy uh a 10 song uh what a full-length album i suppose hey yeah yeah we recorded that in halifax in 2004 that's right yeah that's what i'm seeing here um never we never we never released it never never pressed never pressed uh i put it on the internet i think in 2006 uh eventually like it was only a small group of our friends that actually heard it until then um but yeah that was that was the first one where we, uh, you know, we were recording, you know, with tracks and you got to do every section separately, man, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> it's, it turned <laughs> well, the, out the first good, time though. we recorded. Yeah, it turned out. Okay. The first one time we recorded, um, we did a demo called the first supper Yes, and, uh, that one was recorded like just live in the jam spot. There's a guy that our bass player knew who had, a. He had like a mixing board and like the backseat of his car. So he, had, <laughs> so he had his car, he had his car backed up to like, to like the window of our jam spot, in the basement of our basis place. And we had all the cords coming in from the outside I and uh, he it. mic'd us up from his fucking car. What a geek. I fucking <laughs> love fucking it, man. Awesome, man. Yeah. And that guy normally did like, you know, like traditional, like East coast music and stuff. So it was amazing. He was able to mic us as well as he did. <laughs> well, I mean, miking is miking, you know, um, but for, you know, big, huge shout out to him for going from, you know, traditional East coast to orchestral <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I was going to like, see if maybe you want to choose the songs that we picked yeah, today, so, Sean, uh, if, if you want, oh. or we can pick them too, but we're going to, one song off that album, like that you think showcases your vocal style the most. Great. I love it, Mike. What, what, do, what you, do you think, buddy? What, what do you think? Orchestral. Um, you know, which one I like on there. Uh, and it was always really fun to play live because our drummer, Ronnie would go insane and then we'd have to play it way faster than we basically could was Machete Disembowelment. Oh, what a name. <laughs> I love it. And that's something else that I wanted to bring up maybe a little later on, <laughs> is some of the fucking titles that you come up with, dude. Like, Yeah, I have a question about have, that, too. Like, do you have good dreams and things like Are that? Are you obsessed or? with death? I know it's death metal, but <laughs> you, you seem to... He's such a death, happy guy. Like, I don't think he could be. <laughs> I know. Um, well, when I first joined the band... I, they wanted me to write the lyrics too. Right. So, and I'd never written lyrics before in my life. And Curtis, uh, one of the guitarists, he was like, just write songs about people you hate, and, uh, <laughs> write, write songs about killing them and stuff. And I was like, okay, I can do that. But I, I like a lot at... more people than I hate. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was working at a call center at the time and, um, 
hating yeah, people man. is easier when you work at a call center. Yeah. Oh, okay. dude. Um, <laughs> that's what I do I, I, from my there home. Are so people, people, this is the song's for you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> this song's for people that work at call centers. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the influence. Well, there you go. Hated so many perfect. people. So, uh, so it, it if, made it easy. You don't mind? We're gonna put the full songs on. Like we could cut it off halfway if you don't want to listen to it. The full thing. No, it doesn't matter. A million me, times, but we kind of like putting the full thing it's on. Kind of like a radio show, you know? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm gonna mute your mic, Sean, just so we don't have any bleed in and things like that. Just so we can get a good car sure. quality recording for the listeners with the headphones and things like that. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, here's your first song. Um, this one is off of uh, the album that we've been talking about here, "Gorkestral Blasphemy" by the band Gruesome Feast. One of Sean's uh, first, I guess you could say, professional works. Uh, this song is number four off the tr- off the uh, the, the orchestral blasphemy. I just love saying it. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to keep no. saying <laughs> orchestral blasphemy, and I haven't like stumbled on it once. So, uh, track four off of orchestral blasphemy by Gruesome <laughs> Feast from our guest here this week, Sean Wyshynski. Here we go with Machete Disembowelment right here on Jam Sessions. <laughs> Disembowelment there for you. 
Whew. listeners out there. <laughs> god damn. Oh my god. Okay, so your your vocals is why you're on the show here, but let's give a shout out to these other band members. Uh, who who are the who's the other guys in this band? Because wow, whoa, everybody in well, there is, deserves a little bit of credit not here. Kidding, right? like uh, guitars, we got Curtis Fraser and Paul Beranger, and uh, there was nobody on. We didn't have a bass player when we recorded this. Uh, trying to think who played bass on this. It was Paul or Curtis. Is one of the two, and then uh, drummer Ronnie Perry, he's yeah. a friggin' monster. Yes, monster indeed. <laughs> Holy crikeys, man! What a wall of fucking sound coming at you through the speaker, well, through the headphones, I suppose. One thing I noticed yeah. when I was listening to that album that uh, I don't know the crap what what symbol that is. It just really stands. It's like, China. Yeah, yeah, China. Yeah, yeah, I bet man, you it's a, it's a China man. symbol, probably about that big. <laughs> it's, yeah, I remember he was really excited about getting a new China symbol, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, man, he played that a lot on that album. It Great stands application, out, though. It didn't overdo it, but it's just that's enough. what I was just about to say. It's it's like it's it's relevant applications of that of that piece of the kit, and I don't think. For sure. Like it's it's definitely a part of that album for sure. To say that it isn't would be a lie. But yeah. I, I think used well, relevantly and understated. So I mean, hey, good job for sure, Ronnie. Yeah, fucking right. Yeah, it, it definitely adds to the flavor of the album because you hear that China throughout the whole album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it stands out for sure. It's one of the things, and it I don't know. It just makes me smile when I hear it. Anyway, <laughs> well, it's a character in and of itself. Um, so once more time, guys, what you just heard was uh, Machete Disembowelment uh, off of the album <laughs> Gorecastral. Hope that doesn't happen to me, man. That doesn't sound by fun Gruesome at all. Feast, uh, Sean's uh, first professional kind of uh, gig. Um, so what what happened uh, after that? What where where were you in life? Where were you ge- geographically? You know what what, what was happening after? Uh, well, how after long did that Feast? how long did that last? Yeah, I guess Gruesome, that's a better question. <laughs> Gruesome Feast went uh, from to the start of two thousand three till the end of two thousand five, about the fall into the winter of two thousand five. Um, at that point, I was. Um, I, well, I knew the band was ending. Um, I don't remember if I was working or not, um, but I was looking at moving because um, the band was ending. didn't want to stay in Summerside anymore. And uh, I was thinking about moving to Halifax, which is what I did for a little while. Uh, I moved to Halifax and uh, around the same time I, I got uh, in touch with, uh, with the Collapse guys and, uh, and joined that band at the end of 2005. Awesome. So just for uh, legality purposes and things like that, we will unfortunately not be playing any Collapse songs this evening. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of places, folks, that you can find it. Um, yeah, but, we're not going to play any Collapse. But it ain't coming off of this show. So there. I mean, we can talk about the band. I, I, can't say, I can't say I'm shocked. Uh, well, I mean, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm, that's a can of worms that I'm not willing to open. Um, you know, I loved all the guys in Collapse. Um I love, you know, um, I loved Collapse. I've L- seen, let me just fucking say that, man. Um, I was around in the Collapse so, days, and I was uh, seeing so a lot of their, tight. I was in their jam space, watching them jam all the time, and I went to a few Collapse shows, so yeah. I was part of the Collapse days. Uh, Absolutely, man. That scene. I'll tell you, it was some fucking tumultuous times in my life. I was high all the time, and I am <laughs> so glad those are those days are behind me, let me tell you what. So, yeah, I was doing a little bit of drinking during those times. You did a little demo with uh, Collapse there, and uh, did a little yep. work with them, and uh, and and you end up uh, with some of the boys from that project. You ended up forming a, another band with this, which I 
see. Probably pretty proud of that one. But there was a band before Hate Division. That's the band I was supposed to say. Started with A and M and an amnesty. So was that That's around? Hard the, to say without the A. Yeah. <laughs> was that around the same time? You just I've collapsed? never tried that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'm trying to think here. Um, I feel like Collapse wasn't doing uh, a whole lot, um, or and I mean, I was living in PEI. Mm-hmm. Um, I was back in PEI. And I know that traveling wasn't exactly the fucking easiest thing for a dude that at that time, if I'm not mistaken, didn't have a car and things like that, right? So that's that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a car. Well, our, our last guy, our you know Chad Mitchell, he moved mm-hmm. away too, and that was part. He was part of collapse. So that was that was another yeah. thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday that's we'll right. get uh, you know who on the show. Maybe, mm, maybe. I don't know. Hey, you know, I, I'm a pretty big optimist. So <laughs> uh, anything can fucking very... happen. Anything can happen, boys. Just saying. Anything can well, happen. <laughs> We're going to edit this part out, aren't we, Jeff? <laughs> nope. Fucking leave it all, in, because I didn't say anybody's name. We never said a word, but I mean, it's pretty All obvious. I'll say about all of that <laughs> is that mental illness is a, a fucking very real thing. thing. Dude, and I I, I, I hope everybody that has mental illness, including certain specific people, get the help they they need and deserve and deserve absolutely well said sean um and 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 for anybody that might be listening you know on a more serious note if you are suffering from mental health mental health wow (laughs) so obviously this is this this is definitely working for me Mm -hmm. um if you are suffering from mental illness please reach out to someone anyone even if it's mike and jeff we might not be able to help you but we can definitely listen for god's sake yeah, reach great. out we we love you and we want to make sure that you're okay so don't be afraid to do that especially that dude that we're talking about that we're not going to say he who shall not be named yes voldemort no that's not anyway moving on he's, like, he's like the chris benoit of that scene <laughs> oh, I just, oh dude okay amnesty let's Sorry. fucking move on no that was really uh, good dude <laughs> i know another person that was uh a vocalist of that that didn't pan out too as well as your bro your bro was was doing collapse he was also the singer of collapse for a short while yeah my big brother dennis right. uh, owner of omen audio records here in new glasgow big shout out to that uh, little company that we love so much so do you know dennis at all sean i've met dennis uh once or twice just kind of in passing i haven't had too many conversations with dennis do you um, get a chance i don't really know a whole lot about dennis besides that he was in collapse i um, to be honest, did you hear any spur? Any spur days? Oh, I've heard spur. That shit is awesome. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I yeah. can uh, I can attest he's a pretty fucking awesome dude myself. Yep. So uh, I can't uh, can't disagree with you there, Sean, for sure. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about amnesty here. Yes. Um, so we're looking sure. more around that 2008 mark. Um, yep. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the album that you released called uh, Compelled to Kill? Compelled to Kill. Yeah, uh, I joined. They had already put out an album. Uh, with Curtis, who who was in Gruesome Feast, he was on vocals on that one. Uh, okay, Demolition of the Infected, I believe is the name. Demolition. Uh, anyway, uh, wait, wait, wait. Demolition of the Infected. Yeah. See what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's the name like, of the first one they did. Like, it's also track ten. I see on this album. Death metal, yeah. black metal bands. Excuse me. Some of the names that they come up with, <laughs> like like just carcass song names alone, is like what. Oh, I love so, I love, I love ones are great. I love so some intelligent. Of these, man. I love some of the names on this album that we're going over. Actually, unnecessary incision. 
Necrophiliac <laughs> aphrodisiac. For, Come on. Forever crucified. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, uh, just, just, uh... Ashes well, it's of the all enemy. real positive shit, you know? <laughs> ashes of the <laughs> enemy, rotting in blood. These all sound like, Do you I, know... Am I going to hell I, that, I, that I smile at these... <laughs> <laughs> just spreading positivity you know I, I i would like to ask one question sean uh regarding the the album art for this um mm. I, I can see maybe Beautiful. A, a pair of uh, a pair of forceps definitely some sort of human flesh and some gauze can you maybe describe what the fuck i'm looking at <laughs> yeah um i that was some sort of photography project or something that my friend uh that my friend made, um, Danny Dowling, he, uh, he made all that stuff. I don't know how I didn't ask him. Um, hopefully not. Uh, hopefully no a, one was really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no humans were hurt in the making of this. I, album I'm going to assume no humans were hurt or animals or anything else, but, uh, I, I, I couldn't whatever, tell you. I don't, Sean, whatever helps you real blood, whatever helps you sleep at night, bud. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of my friends that are into, into metal, some guests that we've had on before, friends of yours, I know, are, are into horror films. Are you? I don't know if you are. Great question, Mike. I'm very much into horror films. Yeah, okay. Do you, uh, do you have a favorite? It, it a, seems to be the thing, right? Do you have a favorite director? Director? Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I don't know if I have a favorite director. That's a tough one. Okay. I like... Um, I'm a fan of Clive Barker's work. He okay. was never a director. Well, he directed the first Hellraiser movie right. and had no idea what he was doing. That's a wonderful movie. <laughs> but it's a fantastic um, movie. But uh, but as far as themes go and stuff, I got to go with Clive Barker, even though he's not really a director. Huh. Awesome. That's still a good answer. Because it, oh, it yeah. seems like this, the names of these titles, the, the cover of the, it's very horror based. This this project, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. Compelled um, to ki- compelled to kill, you know, all the way death metal. Would you say? Yeah, it's as death as can be. Oh yeah, big time. Um, uh, most of the most of the stuff I wrote uh, in Gruesome Feast and in Amnesty um, was based off of some sort of horror movie. Um, for the most part, like on the on Gorkestral Blasphemy, Painful Ecstasy. That's a Hellraiser song. Huh. Um, if I was to pick a song of that, that's probably my favorite off that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. That was a good one. There's, uh, there's some nice, uh, nice catchy riffs in that one. And there's a spot where you're, you're, you, you get a spot where you, you get to shine in that song. Oh yeah. There's the, uh, the, the spoken word part. Is yeah, that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a line from one of the Hellraiser movies. Awesome, man. So just for the record, for anybody that might be listening and or watching, Holy fuck, did those movies ever scare me as a kid? Oh, yeah. Pinhead alone, and then the sound that I would hear as I was trying to go to sleep at night. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I had a really overactive imagination, ladies and gentlemen. So um, you've, you've done that before on our podcast, the teeth thing. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it fucking haunts me to this day. It haunts day. me when you do it. <laughs> it's ASMR hour here on Jam Sessions Podcast. So uh, Is this where we all start whispering and like uh, overdoing our S's and our T's? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Fuck yeah. God or, damn. Yeah, just, or Jeff has this little back. effect thing that he can. Uh, oh, I'm make, not. I'm not going to push any buttons here tonight. Spook, where it's already spooky enough with the music. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Sean, can, would you guys be cool if I picked the next song? Yeah, man. I mean, you, you did want the one with the spoken word. 
Though that was off the other one. Um, uh, uh, Gore Castro, right, right, right. Um, no, yeah, Pikmin. So, I, I, it was just an idea of Sean picking them, but I don't care which. As long as we're picking one off each album, that's that's so my idea. I think that this one is is kind of really relevant to our current times with all of our lockdowns and limited and not playing, being able to play shows and blah fucking blah. This this is number four off of the uh, compelled uh, compelled to kill. Look, the beer's doing it again. Compelled <laughs> to kill. By Amnesty, uh, released uh, around November 2008. Sean, is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Cool. So uh, this is going to be called track number four. I think really relevant to our times and what we're experiencing these types of days. This one's called Unnecessary, or pardon me, Freedom Denied. Jesus, I'm looking at other lines. That's track three then, Jeff. Track three. Yeah. (laughs) I hate. Yeah. So I didn't eat anything today. And this is working. Sorry, right. we need to get Jeff buzzed on the show now. Jeff man. doesn't ever Fuck get yeah. buzzed. Jeff just runs the show and he stays pretty yeah, much sober most kind of, of the this time. This is kind of funny. This is rare, Sean. This Enjoy. Is, you're welcome, Sean. I'm <laughs> fucking sorry. You know what's rare? I got I got a little bit high before I came up here uh, to do this, and that's pretty rare. I was just about to ask that question, actually, because right, well we're going to smoke a joint while this song. I'm playing. actually going to bounce out for a quick cigarette. And oh, we're going to, and then we're going to smoke. And while you're doing that, I'll come back in and then we'll listen right. to the song and it's all going to be fucking cool. But you're right. Freedom was denied during this fucking pandemic. Our freedom is denied. You're sure right. was. Uh, and I mean, you know, even before the pandemic, I think our freedom was denied. So I think that this is a really great song. It's yeah. almost four minutes and 20 seconds. Perfect. Long, which is my oh, favorite song. Yes. Uh, I so, did that on purpose. I know mm. you did. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, from Amnesty out of 2008 off of their album, Compelled to Kill, track number three, just like you're living right now, freedom denied right here on Jam Sessions.
Hello. Okay. We're back. We'll get we'll get Sean back here in the room here in just one second here. There he is. Woo. Whoa. Holy moly moly. Damn. So I can still hear it without headphones. Whoa. Extreme is definitely the fucking right word for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no other way, really, to describe that. So... Here's a question. I think we should get into the mailbag here soon, Jeff. But uh, before that, you're reading my mind because um, we were going to start asking some of their questions. God, there's so many good ones. Uh, one, most of the stuff probably is given to you already done, and then you just add the vocals to. Am, am I right with all these projects? Is that is that mostly true? Or, um, well, with a few of them, yeah, like. Um with my current project, that's that's definitely how it's been because we haven't been able to get together to jam uh, because of this COVID bullshit. Um, I know some of the hate so, division stuff was done that way too, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much all the hate division stuff was done that way. Uh, so I would come over and uh, and uh, jam with them if we had a gig or something. I would come over. Same with uh, with Collapse. Uh, I would come over and jam with them uh, before usually the day before having to go play a gig um and live or sorry uh, recording it was uh you know i was doing everything at home and then i would just come in and do my do my vocal pieces uh, over a weekend or so but uh amnesty and gruesome feast i was pretty much a part of the whole writing G- process the G- whole arrangement process that's uh that's one aspect of it that i kind of miss uh is uh jam I, I i like i like the arrangement uh, process putting together songs imagine so so if you were to in the future like to start going back to that is what you're saying then uh, as a writing start jamming more a little bit more instead of doing this stuff online recording all these albums but you probably miss the jamming playing live part is what it sounds like you're saying yeah absolutely uh the jamming part is definitely missed um one of these days we'll get together uh, with the sky burial and be able to jam. We haven't jammed once. Everything we've done has been over, over the internet. No um, way. You've never shared space to make music before. Never. Wow. Wow. That's uh, so we'll, I, we'll get into that. The sky, sky burial stuff. Uh, absolutely. Later. I, I'm, I'm lucky enough that all the dudes that, uh, that are in my band, we all live close enough together and we can usually get together once a week. Um, how, how do you maintain a connection with these individuals? It would be through, I'm sure interactions is very similar to this. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, a lot of just, uh, group chats and then, uh, like, cause like in Alberta right now, you can't, you can't have anybody over to your house. Right. You can't have anybody. Yeah. Um, no, denied freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think outdoors you can have up to 10 people, uh, at your place. But I mean, it's been like minus thirty uh, uh, here. Yeah, so, so fuck yeah, that. that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, getting together, and it's been like this for months now, where we haven't been able to have people uh, over to the house. Um, you know, I may have had my guitarist Bob over a couple of times to record vocals. It may or may not have happened. <laughs> awesome. But uh, um, you know, not enough to receive a thousand dollar fine. Um, Good. 
you know, don't uh, don't get that fine. It sucks. <laughs> not that I would know from personal, uh, but uh, I can just imagine any uh, one thousand dollar fine sucking for well, anyone. It's time to write this Fuck joint yeah. and do some mailbag questions. It's the mailbag. mailbag. So we're gonna start off with our top fan. This guy does not miss a week uh, since we started way back. Uh, what? Eight months ago. Eight months ago now. Wow. Almost, almost yeah, a year we're, we've been doing this trick. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we I think we I think it's a thing, man. I don't think we're it's a joke anymore. And it's not. <laughs> you know what though? I don't think it ever was. No, no, I mean, but it's like, you know, it's a, it, it was it was it's not a hobby anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's still kind so, of hey, hobbyish, but cool story. Uh, we actually had someone go to our website and contact us to say, Hey, I'm a Canadian artist, I'd like to be on your show. Someone from out in Ontario. Mm, so sweet. You know, we're not just we're not just asking for guests anymore. People are starting to want to be on our show. So, hey, Mike. Yes. Five, high five, buddy. We're so, our first question from our top fan, Mr. Richard Stanley, comes to you all the way from BC. Says, Sean, have you ever been involved in any projects that weren't metal, or has it been metal as fuck since day one? <laughs> uh. Metal as fuck since day one. Uh, I've not been a part of anything beyond uh, anything besides death metal. Um, I mean, there's there's some uh, slightly different elements in the Sky Burial than my previous uh, projects, say. but really, it's all been extreme metal. Yeah, I noticed uh, there's some bands that are in the um, metalarchives.com when I was looking there. Yeah, because uh, Mikey my... does his research. We called your grade three teacher. You, Just kidding. That's ba- a great website. It is. And, uh, the Kill Floor Engorged are some other bands that you were in? Yeah, I jammed with uh, Gorged in Halifax. Um, I never played live with them. Um, that was another death metal band, uh, kind of along the lines of stuff like Asphyx. Uh, actually, I'm wearing mm. an Asterix T-shirt right now. Oh, yeah, nice! But um, yeah, kind of death doomy stuff, uh, slower death metal. Um, and the Kill Floor that was me and Paul Shaw. Oh, uh, just one song that we recorded huh. uh, called "Newly Dead." Um, I have no idea if that is on any sort of streaming site anywhere. Paul probably just has it at his house. I don't have a copy of it. Um, I forget what it was recorded for. It might have been something to do with like some well, Paul, independent horror movie. Paul's going to be on um, the show sometime. Yeah, Paul Shaw, I know you're listening. You're you're you gotta we gotta lock you down, kid. Um, when you come on the show, bring in that Kill Floor song, will you? Please, please, buddy. <sighs> That'd be wicked. That'd be awesome to hear. So yeah. uh, we, we do have a couple. Uh, well, not just a couple. Yo, you and Chad Mitchell. You guys pull the questions. Let me tell you what. So, uh, from uh, actually, that's uh, let's let's go all the way back to. Uh, well, we want to go? Well, I was going to read Paul Shaw's question. Fantastic segue, Michael. Let's take right. it away. What was your favorite show that you ever played? And there's more to the question. Also, what's something you're listening to recently that pushes the limits of your musical taste? Let's just go to the first question. What's your favorite show that you've ever played? Ooh, um, I think the most fun I ever had at a show, so that might be my favorite because it was the most fun, was probably um, Gruesome Feast with Cryptopsy in 2004 in Halifax. Oh, you get to open up for them guys, Cryptopsy. did you? Cryptopsy, how fucking Yeah, that cool. was a lot of fun. How mm. So was that kind of like a big rock star moment for you, Sean, in regards to like, holy fuck, we're opening up for Cryptopsy? 
It was a little bit of a rock star moment. Can't can't lie about that. I yeah, fucking I bet. bet that would be for me, dude. Like I'm not even a huge yeah. fan of that band, but those guys, like they they've made it. You know what I mean? That's good for yeah. you, man. Right on, high five, dude. All yeah, right. that was a lot of fun. And a lot, of, uh, lot of drinks. Oh, do you remember most? How of old it? were you then? I was 23. Oh, do you, do you so remember? Very it? young. Yeah, just a baby still. So, did, 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 with, with the amount of alcohol that you were consuming at that time, Sean, <laughs> do you remember most of of that experience? Yeah, unlike today, I could hold my alcohol back then. <laughs> okay, so the oh, old yeah. man just can't cut it anymore. Is what you're saying? Oh, dude, <laughs> i I can get I can get the same buzz now on like an eight pack of beer that I could get back then on God. I think my regular thing was fif- a fifteen pack of beer, one or two bottles of wine. And a pint of whiskey. That's what I used to drink. Damn. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, it was, and it was no problem. And I was never hung over. How does that happen? Oh, tw- oh wait, I have, 23. I, have, I look 23 at a beer and I get a hangover. 23, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smell the cap of a fucking yeah. bottle of wine. It's like, oh my God, my head. Damn. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Oh, and the second part of Paul's question was, uh, what's something you're listening to recently that pushes the limits of your musical taste? Great yeah, question, that's Paul. A tough one, man. Because um, <coughs> I'm pretty open-minded, especially when it comes to staying within metal. Yeah, I'm pretty open-minded. As far as outside of outside of that, um, recently, uh, you know, there's stuff that my wife listens to that I would never listen to on my own, or never would have sought after. Um, that that are, is pretty good. Like she listens to Amy Cooney. I don't know if you know Amy Cooney. No idea. I, I know. Um, I know the name. It, yeah, it's like. Uh, I don't but know I will check it out it. just because. Kind you of a say Regina Spector cool. uh, type, but a little bit poppier, I guess. Hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, stuff like that, uh, it, it, you know, caught my ear, and it's pretty catchy and just easy to listen to when you don't want to have like a wall of sound going in your ears. <laughs> so a question I have from what you just said there is you sound like you are not picky when it comes to metal. seems like you kind of like when it's, is that what you were just saying there? So I got to go like, you're pretty if open-minded. It's, if it's it metal, you're metal. like, you listen I'm to open-minded it. to, uh, cause there's so many, you know, stupid genres. amounts of, of sub- subgenres to metal. Yeah, um, I was just I'm a lot more open-minded than I used to be. Um, so like, like I, I'd say I'm open-minded as far as, as far as just the scope of, of the different types of metal. Um, but at the same time, I'm pickier as to, you know, who I'm going to listen to. Well, you, you, your style is more growls and screams from yeah. the way you sing. So do you like singers that don't do that? The ones that do the, oh, yeah. more melodic absolutely the, the Iron Maidens and the Judas Priests and the. Iron, Iron Maiden is right behind Metallica. As far <laughs> as oh, as okay. My two, my two bands. Maiden. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, Bob, who plays guitar in uh, the Sky Burial, him and I and another gentleman, um, we're, we've been talking about doing a Maiden cover band. So that would be uh, that would be something completely different than what I'm used to. Fuck. Are we boring you? Oh. <laughs> that, he, no, see, I'm just getting old. <laughs> it's that joint that you smoked, isn't it? That's exactly it. You can blindfold this poor but guy this with thing? a piece of dental <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh let's maybe move on to some other questions here this is a two-part question for mr bob parsons uh we've already said it but he asks how do you pronounce your last name so one more time for mr bob parsons sean bob my last name's is wachinski 
And his other uh, question for follow-up is, greatest NHL goaltender of all time. Go. Greatest goalie. Well, this might come as a surprise to people that know me know that I'm a Leafs fan. Oh, how are we even friends, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to, I didn't even get a chance to say don't hold it against me before I I start getting the oohs. I'm a Red Wing fan. Red Wings. I'm a a Habs fan. Ah, boo. Yeah, um, the Red Wings. But uh, people will be surprised at my answer is because uh, he played for the enemy for so long. Is Patrick Waugh? Yeah, I got to put him as the as the top goalie. See, no and, and just a good goalie is uh, a good yeah, man. goalie, man. Price you can't fucking deny. Just saying. Yeah, fuck Carey Price. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mike uh, Papaskin. Bernard, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And I'm so sorry, Mike, if I mispronounced that. (laughs) Do you miss PEI or glad you're gone? Also, your wrestling dream match. I miss the old Amnesty Jams. So Mike Bernard asks again, do you miss PEI or glad you're gone? I miss PEI almost every single day. I wish I could go back. I wish there was work. There isn't anything as far as work goes that would make it worthwhile. it would be wonderful to go back to PEI. I'm not from PEI, but to follow up on his question, has it changed a lot in the last 20 years? PEI, yeah. Um, I've heard Especially in the, in the smaller uh, communities. Uh, when I first moved there, I was uh, 1996. Um, Very different and you PEI. Had, what's that? That's Very a, different that's, PEI. That's what I've heard. I haven't been oh, there yeah, in man. a while. Uh, in, in those smaller rural communities, you still had like... Uh, a decent amount of work, things like that. You had potato plants and things like that, that uh, people could go work at. There isn't anything like that up there. You know, you have the odd call center and, uh, and a few other places, but uh, as far as that aspect of it goes, it's completely different. Mm. <clears throat> huh. What is, uh, if you don't mind me asking Sean, what are you doing out in Alberta for, for, uh, for the, the bread you, you eat every day? Uh, I'm working at one of the, uh, one of the notorious oil sites. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Working with vacuum trucks, so anything from you know wet vacs and hydro vacs, vacuing up sewers, and so your job sucks. It can suck, yeah. <laughs> well, vacuums, right? Fuck, that was bad, Jeff. Uh, all right, so Adam House, uh, Pictou County. Wait, wait, wait. We, we didn't finish Mike's question. Oh, the sorry, second sorry. portion of that was, who is your wrestling dream? Oh, match? yes, and wrestling that's that's something match. that we need to get into. Is uh, you're from what I'm gathering is you're a big, huge wrestling big fan. Big WWE fan. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a fan. Um, like you're still following today. I follow today. I don't watch a whole lot of, uh, of WWE. Um, cause it can be pretty, uh, the, it can be pretty horrible. I tried, some, <laughs> uh, I tried watching some last week and, uh, I, 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 I can't get through it without, you know, just skipping through most of the sections and, just the main events probably now is the only thing worth watching, I'm guessing. I don't know, man. A lot of times, sometimes, yeah. I don't know. I watch a lot of Japanese wrestling. It's a, it's a lot more uh, hard-hitting and a lot less phony. Huh. So it, it, now when you say less phony, is it because they're they're hitting harder, Sean, or is it that they're just selling the moves more? That's both. Well, they're hitting they're hitting harder, and that's probably why they're selling better. But uh, yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, because it actually hurts. Do you they, prob- and it's it's treated the way it's presented is more like a sporting event too. It's not uh, it's not a big for most of the Japanese promotions anyway. It's not a big you know silly show soap opera. Um, yeah, exactly. There's there's a whole lot of just uh, 
um, just sporting acts, uh, aspect to it. More and, about the, and I, uh, they're more, just crazy with what they'll do with their bodies. And, and it makes me cringe, but at the same time, I can't I look away. It's like kicking each other full, full tilt in the head and then dropping guys on their heads and stuff like that. It's insane. Now that we're forties, I appreciate it more. I'm like, yeah, when I was younger, I was like, yeah, it's fake. It's bullshit. Uh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm in my forties too. And it's fake and it's bullshit. And I no, don't like I it. look I, at it now and I'm like, Oh, that'll hurt. That, that'll that being said, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I still have mad respect for these athletes oh because they God. truly are athletes. Um, I, I have a, a friend, uh, Jeff Higgins. He and I used to fuck around with wrestling and he taught me the concept of selling a move. Um, mm. And, some of the things that he, you know, that he, that we would do to each other fucking hurt, you know? So I still do have <laughs> mad respect for those athletes and those actors. But if I wanted to watch, <laughs> if I want to watch pugilism, I'll watch a boxing match or an MMA fight or what have Just you, you know? Bring around to music uh, and wrestling again. Are you guys familiar with uh, the Billy Corgan, how he's right into the wrestling? William Corgan, I mean, I th- that's what he prefers well, to be called these days. He owns one yeah, of them. William Patrick Corgan. That's right. Yeah, he owns one of the <laughs> wrestling franchises. I forget which one. Huh. Yeah, he, he owns the NWA. Yeah, that's I, the I don't think I don't think they've done anything since the pandemic hit. Uh, so I have no idea what uh, what he's got on the go. See, Probably just but, sinking a whole lot of money into something that's not making much. See, I knew you would know, though. As soon as I mentioned it, you're like, <laughs> NWA. You knew which, which one. So uh, just to, to stick on this wrestling thing for one more moment, Sean, um, in regards to the, the big arena shows that the WWE absolutely lives on, how, uh, and you'll have to forgive me for being, you know, so green in this, in this arena, pardon the pun, uh, <laughs> but... How, how are they selling tickets? How are they able to keep their shows up? What are they doing? Well, the the biggest uh, money makers for them these days um, is not house shows uh, like like it was in the past. That mm-hmm. was that was the the reason for television was to promote your house shows exactly that they would have. These days, they make their bread and butter on TV rights fees, just like sporting uh, events and things like that. They get paid, I've you know, however much. Per year to have their TV show on the air, and uh, they don't even need to to do house shows. Same with uh, their uh, their network that they have, their streaming service. It makes so much money, and it just got uh, it just got licensed to uh, NBC's streaming service, Peacock, for like a billion dollars. So they're they're not wow. they're not hurting for money. That's a huge gain, man. Yeah, Oof. it's it's ridiculous. It really is, but I mean. You know, uh, Ed McMahon and all those boys, they, 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 they're not afraid to tell you how much fucking money that they roll in every night, you know? So I just, what I was trying to tell you, instead of whispering it, I'll just yeah. say it yeah. out loud for everybody. I was fucking trying to whisper shit. <laughs> Good. That means I don't have to edit out the whispers later. <laughs> Wicked. Thank you, Mike. All right. So instead of asking Adam House's question next, save it for the end because okay. I want to transition his, that into the next song. So go into, uh, so... I'll ask the next question. Alyssa Wyshynski says. Yes. Is that your wife or real? That's my wife. Okay. Uh, she asked the question. <laughs> Lucky lady. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever given? Oh, yeah. You've ever given. Been given. Oh, What's you've ever be- been given. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, apparently we need donations to get my glasses. <laughs> yes. You've been ever given. No. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Asks your lovely wife. And it's probably from her. That's why she said it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you- You'd probably be correct. Um, <laughs> best, best advice uh, is probably to 
not worry so much about what you can't control. Just kind of uh, concentrate on uh, making the best of what you have and what you do have control over. Huh. That's beautiful nice. advice. And yeah. did that come and from that, that came that came directly from my wife Alyssa. Awesome. So big shout out to her <laughs> so for how sure. How long have you guys advice. been together? Big We've shout been out. together for just about eleven years. Been married for almost five. And you got awesome. two kids? Yeah, two boys. Two boys. And it just turned three and uh Jedrick seven. Congratulations. Those are cool man. names, dude. Very neat yes. names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to try pronouncing that next name, Jeff? Because I do not want to try. Yes, I do. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is from Helmut Armjek. Huh? I hope that's you close. That's you know who that is. That's my mom's man. Okay. Oh. So it's so kind of like your, your your stepdad, or as it kind were? of yeah. So yeah, how do I you? Think, pronounce- I think his last name is Arm Connect. I think, but so I'm really? not 100 on that. See, I didn't want to pronounce the K because. So just for our listeners that, that that don't see it, but but hey, you can check all these questions out and then submit your own if you followed us on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but the, the the spelling is A R M K N E C H T. So Arm Connect. I I I I would not have taken that, but yeah. So Helmut asks, if possible, pick the one band that most affected your musical direction. When and why? Cool stepdad question. Yeah, no kidding. That is a good question. Um, the one, If I had to choose one band uh, as far as what's influenced my direction in music and stuff, it, it, it's always going to be Metallica. Cool. Um, awesome. They... So they were the uh, the first one. I would not have thought of that that about you, Sean. Actually, like it just a lot of these people that are into extreme metal. Sorry to interrupt you. I'll let you finish <laughs> here. It's like, they they shoot on Metallica, and I like that you're an extreme guy, extreme metal guy, not shooting on Metallica and praising them right now. All right, now continue. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No, uh, they were the first one. I want to say grade nine, grade ten. Um, just started listening to them, and I was yeah, I started. I think I started like a lot of people started, um, you know, unless, you know, unless you're one of the purists that started in the eighties, uh, with, with all their, with all their older stuff. Like I was, I started with the black album. Me too, basically. Yeah. That's when I dropped um, them when they, when they released the black album, I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm over. (laughs) Well, one was what got me into them. Metallica one. And then black album came out right afterwards. Ride the lightning was my first Metallica love. Oh, there you go. But yeah, it was uh, it was the Black Album, and then Master of Puppets shortly after, oh, yeah, and that yeah. that's that changed everything. Yeah, because that's when you like you know I wasn't listening to a shitload of metal at the time. You know, Black Sabbath would have been the most at at the time. That's and, so that's what get you into metal, Metallica. Yeah, pretty much. And you know what it was from? You know what the first time I heard Metallica, I gotta say, I thought it was like death, like what I consider death metal. It, now. it was the heaviest thing I'd heard up to yeah, that point yeah, because it had yeah, been yeah. things like the Beatles yeah. and the Everly Brothers and Rolling Stones, exactly. and like that was rock to me because mm-hmm. of yeah, Mom exactly. and Dad, right? For sure. So I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let me follow follow up uh, Helmut's question finally with why. Why did they? What? Why were the band? Why were they the band that affected you, uh, your musical direction the most? Uh, I think it was just a natural progression from what I was listening to already. It was like they and they just had the right sound. You know, it was heavier than everything else I was listening to at the time, which seemed to be the direction that I wanted to go in. And then it ultimately was. And then, um, and, and and then just uh, 
just being able to keep those songs in your brain all the time, you know, just, mm. there was so much about their songs that just stayed with me, right. you know, lyrically and then riff wise and, and just beats like you could just, you know, you, you get those bands where you can just hear everything even before it happens. You just, just know what's, what's coming. You know, what's coming. And it's not because it's formulaic, but because that's what it should be. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what Metallica was for me. And that's what, what uh, ultimately got me into so much more. And so I always end up going back to them. Even now, I've heard those albums so many times. And I know every single section in it, you know, inside and out. Yeah. But I still go back to them. Awesome. I think that's, yeah. that, I think that's the, the best bands. So you, um, you always do that. I'm going to ask you a question that we haven't really asked anybody since season one. Uh, and knowing that it's Metallica, that's that, that band... So let me form the question to you, sir. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> yeah, you do. If you were stuck on a desert island, Sean Mashinsky, and you only had one Metallica album and a crank-up <laughs> record player to listen to that album on because you had no electricity, what would that album be? You had the one whole Metallica album. Yep. I would take their newest uh, re-release of Master of Puppets because it's got three discs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking guys thinking ahead oh see God. i did say well, one it's, album. it's got the album you know the regular album it's yeah. got uh demos and outtakes and then it has a full live set from that uh from that tour cool the good thinking so, so you know so, what i hate when i get those in my torrent downloads though <laughs> I'm the same way. <laughs> fuck you like, guys. Fuck both in my, of you guys. In my physical media, in my physical media, I want everything. But right, in my yeah, I know. God damn you guys and your fucking torrents, man. Buy your, <laughs> buy your no. fucking music already. No, Jesus, but I mean, like, what this, they always throw about. in all that extra shit, man. And it's just like, oh, yeah, all these demos and oh, fucking my stomach live shit. Is so upset right now. <laughs> so listen, boss, we got one more question coming out of the mailbag for you, Sean. Can I ask this uh, one? Yeah, absolutely. This one comes I, from Adam House. Well, I want to ask it backwards. That's why. Because I want to transition. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Start fucking show. We can do what we want. So the second part Ooh. of this question was old school red and yellow Hulk Hogan versus NWO Hogan. Who wins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brother. Um, if it's 1987, uh, red and yellow goes over no problem. Doesn't matter what's going at him. If no. it's 1997, NWO Hogan wins because the NWO guys interfere. Okay, yeah. so it's uh, it's, it's 1992 then. <laughs> well, he just, the, the second one doesn't exist yet. Uh, so okay, so we're back to the red and yellow. Okay, good, great yeah. answer. Fuck, that was that was wicked. All right, now and, we have a follow up from Adam as well. Well, the it was the first part of the question. It was the actual his it's actual follow up now. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite hate division recording and why? And the reason why I chose to ask it now is because this is what we're going to pick for the next song. Yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about hate division. So how did you how did how did hate division even come about? Let alone the the super fucking cool name. And do you have a favorite recording? Uh, band came about uh, just from the end of the previous band, uh, and uh, the rest of us, along with Paul, uh, decided to get it going. Like don't, he had, I believe Paul had uh, don't had that. a project don't on the go question. called. I think he had it called Hate Division, where it was just him making up making his own music. But when we all got together with Paul. Um, we just took the name and, uh, and started from there. Wicked. Uh, as far as my favorite recording, it's gotta be order the enslaved. 
It's got to be. Um, I love everything that we've done, um, but that one from from the uh, the production to the songs to the fucking artwork. Oh, the, uh, I love the cover. artwork. If you heard listen to Shane's episode, he yeah. he he. Shane says he looks at his. He said, "I can't believe that's my album." Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's I felt the exact same way when I first saw it. I was like, "Holy shit, that was made for us." <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's my album cover. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty brutal. It is fucking amazing. It's gorgeous. It's like three D. It least. looks like a three, almost three D ish. Mm-hmm. It's so. Well done, absolutely. So yeah, uh, I have to go with that. All right, one. well then, what song, man? Uh, you know what? I'm glad that we when we had Shane on, we I felt like we kind of neglected this album. We only played like one song off of it. Uh, everything happens for a reason, right? So maybe uh, I don't <laughs> let's know, take just, two hits off of this one. Sean, you pick the first one, and then uh, and then and then we'll pick the the second one. What yeah. do you say? Sure. Um, so you got 13 to pick that. from here. I got to look up some of these names. I can't remember. It's been so long. Since, I wouldn't uh, mind like one of those little interludes before one of them. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Those little. Oh yeah. There's a, uh, there's a really good one. Uh, what the hell is it called? Let me bring it up here. Just give me a sec. So yeah. j- just for uh, anyone listening or watching and that wants to check this out, um, all of these albums that we've been talking about tonight are available on bandcamp.com. Um, yes, this mm-hmm. one that we're talking about right now, Order of the Enslaved, um, is uh, $8, is all they're asking for, $8 or more. Uh, and I think I, I see recommend four, paying more, by the way. 14 like, bucks for the discography. Yeah. Jesus. Like, come on. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a goddamn bargain. <laughs> that's a, it that's really a fucking, is. you might as well steal it. Actually, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $14 yeah, for don't go, Don't get a torrent, you people. You know how much blood, sweat, <laughs> and tears we put into that shit? Jeff will hate you a little bit if you download it through a torrent, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I know, I've seen them on torrent, I've seen it on torrent sites. That's, you know, you that's know actually made it something when. to be proud of, though. You actually. know you made it when, right? Uh, none of my shit. Yeah, that's what torrent. I say. <laughs> So you got like, uh, oh shit! This has been downloaded two hundred times. Wicked! Ooh. I wish someone paid me for that. <laughs> yeah. So you got uh, thirteen tracks on this super fucking amazing album. Uh, what would be your pick uh, for our listeners and viewers here on the uh, video version of this podcast, located on our website and YouTube? My pick for the first one would be the God Species. I like oh, that yeah. one. Uh, Shane actually wrote the lyrics to that one. And uh, I had to learn them when I came up to record. So I kind of learned it the day that I recorded is when I learned the lyrics and, and the vocal patterns. Wicked. Oh, shit. So you want to just fucking blast right into it, boys? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm not going to open another beer. I'm looking at this going like, I'm thirsty, but that's not a good idea. Still going to run the show here. So track 10 from the Hate Division on the album of Order of the Enslaved. The God Species. Right here on Jam Sessions with our guest this week, Sean Mashinsky.
<laughs> I don't even know what that sound was that I was trying to do. <laughs> I don't know what that sound was either, but it was just, I, let's call it pure joy. Oh, yeah, man. This fuck. I so I want to talk just for a moment, guys, uh, about the production of this album, Sean. That not like, you know, just simple little things like panning and things like that. But like, these are these are really good headphones that I have on my head. And the sound that is coming into my ear holes is crisp and clean and very polished, man. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you guys made this? Um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't around for any of the recording besides my, my own vocals. Um, I know Shane recorded, uh, recorded everything. Um, he yes. is very talented. Mixed and engineered by Shane Foresight. That's right. I was, I was hoping we'd say that. <laughs> it was mastered by uh, La, uh, Surgeons Lab Studio by I don't want uh, I don't want to mispronounce the name again. Hugues Dolores. There we go. Thanks, Jeff. Maybe I don't know. I'm fucking hacking it yeah, up too. I'm, not I'm sure letting you say the difficult names tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that was uh, Delor- Delorier. Uh, that, we'll call him that much for sure. Delorier. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, from Quebec, I believe. I think that's where it was mastered was, was by a dude in Quebec. It says that Shane did some vocals on that song. We just listened to as well. He added some vocals in there. Yeah. There's a few little vocals, uh, near the, near the start of the song. I love his, uh, his raspy vocals. They're fucking awesome. I'm a huge fan. Yo, it's like, it's like the kid eats fucking gravel for breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan. Like me and him, me and him are good buddies since we were like young teenagers. So, and when he first started his first band, Dusthead, and he starts screaming like a crazy person, <laughs> um, I was a huge fan right off the beginning and play a lot of shows with him. And anyway, uh, he's, he's, I don't want to say this. Well, he's listening probably. So anyway, Shane, I get, I think you're awesome, man. And, uh, you, you're a better singer than I think you think you are. Aww. That's sweet. No, he's right. No, he's he's really talented, and you could you could see uh, even more of that on that Upon Ruins album. Yes, yeah. oh, I'm glad man. that he that he that he did started uh, doing the singing again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely front, dynamic motherfucker. That's for yeah. sure. Uh, a lot of uh, they need a drummer and uh, to to be able to do that. Like a, a one, at least one live show of that. I'd love I'd love to see an Upon Ruins show. Mm-hmm. Drummers, drummers, come on, get your shit together. Yeah, they need yeah, a drummer. Where's all the extreme metal drummers in friggin' Picto County? His name uh. is Chad, and we just had an interview <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, but he's just not in Picto County. Yeah, I know. I just got a text message from him. He was asking me when, what time I was doing the show so he wouldn't interrupt me. Well, <laughs> you know what? And, and thank you for that, because I, I would have been an asshole if I didn't fucking do this. Uh, there's another mailbag question. Oh, we're bringing back the mailbag. Mailbag. Look uh, at my eyes. What's Chad Mitchell on is not on social media. Yeah, so we got a super special extra like telegram mailbag. So he texted me <laughs> this. Here, why don't you do it because you get the All good right. eyeballs. I got, I got the good eyeballs. Uh, hey man, I have a comment or question for Sean for the podcast. And this one's for you from Chad Mitchell. It was awesome to meet you at the immolation gig a few years ago. Who were your earlier influences and who are your modern day influences? So I kind of asked this question earlier when I asked the early influences 
in regards to your Metallica and your Beatles, etc. Uh, so maybe we can kind of move on from that uh, and talk about your modern day or maybe even current influences, Sean. Current influences, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of modern death metal. That's is what I listen to. Um, it, but the funny thing is, a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff I listen to now is like. It's like retro death metal. They they write their stuff, uh, you know, in the vein of like early death metal. So you're 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 hearing a lot of a lot of bands that are uh, really kind of paying tribute to a lot of the older ones from say the late '80s, early '90s. So um, a lot of, a lot of that stuff these days, which kind of harkens back to when I first got into death metal. It's really just guys today that are writing stuff that I liked back then. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Uh, so you picked a song. Now we get to pick a song. What, what do you want to listen to, Mike? Because I, I mean, I, I, I have a personal pick that I would totally pick here, but maybe, maybe the one that you want to pick isn't the same one that I want to pick. So you, 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 you say it because I picked the last one. Um, I think I, I, I like medicated a lot. Yes! Fuck yeah, that was the one I wanted, dude. Because I mean, that's our life. We live medicated, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. It's just, let's fucking do it. Let's, All right, let's jump right fucking right into it, man. And then we're going to go on to why we brought you on here to promote, we we promote here. The Sky Burial is what we're going to get into next. But let's yeah. first listen to uh, track 11 off of Order, the, Order of the Enslaved by Hate Division. Uh, what with, if, you should oh, let it go into number 12. What do you uh, mean? Like just play... Medicated and let it go into to global autopsy because global autopsy is a minute and one second long. Yeah, I like it. All right, let's fucking do it. It's our show. We can do whatever we want here, Sean. So uh, yeah, man. Thank you, yeah, buddy, fun. for coming on here tonight. Just want to throw that one out to you, bud. Uh, yeah. So devil horns. The devil you. horns. Both hands. Uh, <laughs> so let's jump into track 11 here, guys, on uh, Order of the Enslaved by Hate Division with our guest here this week uh, on Jam Session, Sean Wyshynski. Thanks again for uh, for joining us, buddy. Here we go with Medicated, and then we're going to let it play right into no uh, track number 12, Global Autopsy. Thanks for tuning in here on Jam Sessions, guys. Here we go.
is so good. That is some serious flexing by our very own Mr. Paul Shaw on that bass, if I'm not mistaken. Unless it's like a super crazy tuned down guitar. No. That was Mr. Uh, Paul Shaw. I, I, I want to say it's Howie. I want to say it's guitar. Oh, wow. See, because I was thinking it could be like a like a drop B or a drop C sharp or something like that. Well, these guys tuned I could be down. wrong. These guys tuned down Paul, shoot me. Uh, Paul, the, shoot me. Those... See, I think it's bass. <laughs> uh, I almost want to re... I'll re-listen to it whenever we... Another day. Yeah. With, more, with some more headphones. Let's listen to it five more times right now. <laughs> okay. I, could, I, could. I mean, fuck. I, that's a really great way to stretch out the show, Sean. But I don't yeah. know if our listeners would be down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, take right. some, let's take some acid and do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's a whole other fucking show, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Mike's got a really great question here. <laughs> you uh you you put that album out in what year was it? Oh yeah, I hit my qu- yeah, I forgot my question. But yeah, now, I, thank you. I got you. Uh, got order you. was twenty fourteen, I think. Right, right. And now you have a new band, The Sky yeah. Burial. It came out twenty twenty one last month. That's seven years between yeah. releases. So there's two questions here, one from me and, and one from Mike. My my question is what the fuck were you doing in those seven years? And then Mike's follow-up question. Was it hard to get back into it again after the layoff? Well, um, for the last seven years, I've been uh, looking after my children, my family. Awesome. Um, yes. Being a dad. Yeah, being a dad. Um, not without, you know, without trying to get something else on the go out here. Mm-hmm. Just uh, Fort McMurray is such a unique town that you know everybody's on such fucked up schedules right it's a fucked up you know, town dude it, every everything yeah. about fort mac is fucked uh, yeah I, it was probably one of the best vacation spots i ever went to weird enough uh weird yeah i know <laughs> i had the i had one of the best vacations of my life at, in fort mcmurray uh, that's cool interesting it is a fucked up town man like it is it they no one sleeps there or at least the town doesn't sleep that's right. Yeah, they're, they're always up. Or they're either working or they're partying. Right. Yeah. They're, they're either shoveling snow or blasting it up their face. <laughs> yeah. So so really, it's been it's been being a dad and a husband and uh, and uh, doing random, you know, oil site jobs out here, uh, trying you know talking to different people, trying to get jams on the go, and nothing working out and getting a few gems on the go with a few people and then it not working out mostly just due to scheduling and people not having time or not being able to link up. Um, that's been pretty much the whole last six, seven years. And uh, then, so how did this thing start? Uh, I spoke to Bob originally. Um, I want to say a couple of years ago. Who's Bob? I'm and, sorry. I'm- He's a guitar player. Okay. Uh, one of the guitar players in the Sky Burial. Um, uh, he put, was looking. I, at, yeah. Put the brakes on for one question. I just. I, sure. I do want to digress back to that that that, that seven year hiatus really quickly. So so sure. dad to dad, I get a question. What what do you see has changed in Sean Wyshynski since pre dad versus post dad? Um, got a lot more gray hair now than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, I would, f- I would say having a routine okay. is probably the biggest thing, actually having things in a routine and, and organized and thought out 
and, and everything along those lines is is a big difference uh, now uh, compared to seven or eight years ago before, or even 10 years ago before having children for sure. Um, My, my life was pretty, uh, was pretty chaotic for a lot of years, just, you know, in between jobs and just partying or, you know, just existing. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're uh, you don't necessarily live in a routine. Um, I'm happy you found your piece, Daddy-O. That's very cool, man. Very cool. So as you were saying, you met Bob, and then? (laughs) Well, he (laughs) he had been in a couple of bands uh, previously, and he was looking to... uh, Is he an Albertan? Where's he from? Where's Bob? Who's who's Bob? Bob. Who who the fuck is Bob? What about Bob? (laughs) What about Bob? Bob's family is from Newfoundland. uh, Oh, so he's an East Coaster. Yeah, uh, but I believe that most most of his time has been spent here in Fort Mac okay. or in this in this general area. So he's um, he's from there then. Yeah, um, yeah. He was looking to start something, and I was looking. Uh, you know, we were on the same Facebook group or something, and uh, and we just kept in touch. And then uh, you know, just whenever he got a hold of a few other people, um, they had been looking for vocalists and uh it wasn't working out uh i w- i'm not on the same schedule as trevor our other guitar player um but they needed a vocalist and they knew i was one so we got together pretty quickly within uh, i want to say the last seven six seven months so to get into my question was it difficult to get back into it i know like for me personally i took a big hike break from singing for a while i used to be a singer in my younger days and then i just the last couple of years i started kind of doing it again and when i first started trying it out it was fucking tough man it hurt uh, uh hurt uh i lose my voice easy i'd run out of breath quick uh all kinds of it, things i forgot about being and being old it's fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> um Getting back to into it physically, yeah, definitely um, was was a little bit uh, bit of a challenge at first. Like when I when I did my first uh, recording session, um, Bob came over to the house and, and you know set, got his gear all set up. And uh, I remember just going through the first song. I think it was I think it was Excarnation, um, and uh, I think I think that was the first thing we we did. And uh, man, it. Uh, it hurt um, <laughs> <laughs> the first few times around, you know, doing a full tilt. I hadn't done that in a few years. Um, you know, I had gone back to PEI on in the summertime and, and jammed with the amnesty guys um, a couple of years ago, but it'd been at least three years since I'd done any sort of vocals, uh, especially extreme vocals. And uh, yeah, it took a few, a few tries, but it's mm. funny uh, within doing that same first song, like, within within a little bit of time it's almost like your your throat and your gut and, and the rest of your body just kind of go oh yeah i yeah. used to do this yes yeah I <laughs> muscle memory kicks in it's yep. like yeah yeah and then you just kind of remember how to do it and all of a sudden you're just you're you're blazing through songs and you're ba- blazing through sections it's awesome and you, you well this this uh little ep you guys did is a uh, really blowing my mind actually. powerful to say the least holy well, five, five songs awesome. but it might be it might might as well be an entire album sean wow i always want you to come on the show anyway because of the hate division and everything but then once this got released last month i was like okay 
on the fucking message from this Somebody guy. Somebody call get, Sean. Uh, <laughs> so get him on right now and let's pr- promote this shit. Um, question I have, and I hope the answer is yes, is there's some clean vocals in here. Are you there's doing clean those? vocals. Is are it you? Are you doing it that? It is me. Whoa! Yeah! Where did that shit come from? I, I was surprised it. when Shane See? started doing that on the Upon Ruins, See? too. I said one adjective <laughs> that I would use when describing Sean is dynamic. And, bro, you are fucking blowing my socks off. I'm really happy. So where did that come that from? You. Yeah. What inspired well, that? It was just uh, that first song. The one, the first one we uh, that we did was Excarnation, and that has that has a clean section in it. Um, let's, let's play. I start off the clean part, and then whenever it goes higher, that's actually Bob that's doing those higher vocals. Oh, okay, um, and it's four minutes and twenty seconds long. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, look at that, eh? And um, but yeah, it. I, I was just hearing that song, and then hearing that melodic section. I was like, you know what? We're gonna do some cleans here, and it, you know, I, I I wanted to make sure I did it properly. That, you know that it wasn't gonna be some like you know, whiny sounding vocals. I want it to be kind of powerful, clean vocals, right. you know, cause I, if I'm going to do clean vocals, I don't want to be doing them the way I don't like them. So this is the dad, <laughs> the dad, this, this is what brings your question up there, Jeff. This I is think. the difference, huh? This is post dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is Sean after kids. He's a little bit more mellow. He's got a little bit more melodic tones. To I don't know him. if it's more mellow. <laughs> no, he's not mellow. You're right. He's just trying some different things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a, a more of an open mind. If you would have asked me to do clean vocals on any, uh, on anything uh, in gruesome feast, I would have, I would have like, spit at you yeah well, i was just gonna say the same word maybe like spit, spit. and be like <laughs> <laughs> well let's play it absolutely so excarnation uh track number four off uh the sky burials uh latest ep release uh self-titled yes sir yes sir self-titled awesome so uh here we go again uh excarnation with the sky burial out of alberta right here on jam sessions with our uh, guest this week mr sean washinsky
think Jeff really enjoyed that. Holy fuck. He has a lot of stuff to Jeez, say. Okay, I, I have so many things that I want to say. So, first off, <laughs> there are so many influences in that fucking sound. I hear old school Furball and uh, Alice in Chains and uh, like uh, some Entombed and. Yeah, Entombed. And, yeah. and, and like so much good 90s like thrash and yeah, black this- metal and oh my fucking God. God, dude, so good. It's got little. It's got the yeah. That, that and sun, like S U N N, like so <laughs> much oh good fucking sounds. Oh my god, the sky burial. Fucking check them out, people. <laughs> well, you just did check it out. You no, know, but they need to go to Bandcamp and yes. buy the album yes. for seven dollars or more. I always Thank recommend you. more, 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 uh, more, more, more. You know, uh, it, it's only five songs, so I mean, you know, if 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 you were to buy this on uh, the 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 platforms that don't really pay the artist, you'd be paying, you know, your your average ninety nine cents or your dollar twenty nine for your premium uh, content. But this album, uh, this EP, this five song fucking masterpiece. I paid my seven bucks today. Right, that's how we're listening to it now. Let's let's make sure that we get behind these guys because if you like. What you heard, because I know I fucking did. Uh, yeah, you need that to was amazing. throw your money at these guys, please. I listened to that earlier today, uh, and I listened to it uh, when it first came out, too, actually, when you first posted it on your Facebook, and then I, and I recapped myself with it this morning. And right now, when we just listen to it right this second, like, ah, it just gets better and fucking better and better. So I think this is going to be... You listen to music at home on a stereo with 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 yeah. sonically, like, with so many sonic layers like this, you gotta put the cans yeah, on. Yeah, this is the first really time I listened to it in headphones. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, very well mixed. Uh, what a fucking ride, Sean. Well done. I don't know who's doing all the mixing and uh, everything. Um, uh, mixing... It was done by a friend of the band, Ryan. Uh, I'm not sure his last name. Uh, and he did a hell of a job. And he, Left and he, right he changed, like crazy. He changed little things and just tweaked little things and just stuff, uh, you know, he produced, you know. Yeah, he, did. he didn't just mix, right? And um, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, like really that did. little, um, the melodic section before uh, before the clean vocals come in the second time where you got, you got like a little bit of keyboard in there. Like he added yeah. that in. Um <laughs> It's yeah. uh, he did a hell of a job. He produced it, man, and and it's and it's not overproduced. You know, it doesn't have that plastic feel. It still has that 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 organic metal that you want, right? Like, fuck, dude, sure. so good. And you must be uh, pretty. This is exciting. This project. Um, it's got to be. Yeah. So what? Where is this going? Where is the future of the sky yeah. burial? So, so we've kind of learned uh, as, as like I say, we always do on the show. We we've learned where you came from, uh, what you've been doing. Now is the section of the show, Sean, where we find out wh- what's next. Yeah, what's next for the sky burial, Sean Wachinski? And uh, I don't think Hate Division is done, is it? No, I don't think so either. I was talking to Paul yesterday. Um, I think it was yesterday, and uh, he was saying there's there's been a couple of couple of riffs that have come around in uh in upon ruins practices uh, that are definitely hate division riffs so it's uh it's definitely something that that i think we'll end up going back to at least at at the very least in a recording situation um just a matter of when right right but is the sky burial since this is like a brand new thing is there more future releases from you guys that we can look forward to 
Uh, I think definitely. Um, this one here, uh, we're, we may look at doing a, doing a physical media release as well. Oh, um, yes. You, there's um, a couple of guys that definitely would love a go of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being, being a guy who, who likes to collect, because I got a yes. stupid amount of CDs in this room, um, I, I'd love to have... I love to have CD copies. I love to have. Yeah, copies I know you too. are like a music list. Like I can just imagine your CD collection. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but uh, as far as the future of the band, I, I definitely see more releases coming. Um, maybe even more so that before we even play live, because man, we can't even get together in a, in a, in a jam spot yet because we're not allowed. You know, freedom denied. Freedom denied, yeah. baby. So where does everybody that's involved in this band live then? We're all in Fort McMurray. So you're all in Fort McMurray. So it's definitely doable for like a show. If like you can do a restrictions were all lifted. Yeah. Right. uh, Yeah. You guys could get together. Your hope, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) I make dreams and sometimes these dreams come true. Right. (laughs) You're right. So uh, this dream is not coming true anytime soon, but the dream is, let's say that all restrictions or left it right now. You guys could fucking play some shows in Fort McMurray right now. Do you have a venue for those types of shows? Yeah, they uh, they've had a few uh, a few shows like this over. I don't know. I've been out here for eight years now, and wow. um, there's been a few there's been a few gigs the last few years. It's been a while, um, obviously, because uh, nothing's open. But uh, that's definitely uh, definitely the plan is to as soon as we're you know actually legally able to get together is start jamming these songs and uh you know get get the set list together so that we can and get tight so that we I've can always play live known that place as being like workplace everybody moves there for work i'm always i never really heard too much about like what the music scene is it's there. a mecca man there's a shit ton of musicians there well yeah, they must be it's the only reason that they don't get together is because they're fucked up schedules like, that's it. That's that there'd really, be a, there'd be a shitload of bands in this in this town if people's schedules weren't so fucked up. That's it, Sean. It's it would be a mecca of musicians mm. if not for the fucked up schedules, man. Yeah. Well, something needs to be done. Well, talk to Suncor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh man. So uh, so, so that's the beauty of the Maritimes. Let's go back to why our, our podcast is about and why he's on here because he has roots from here. Is the we have nothing better to fucking do with our time around here? But like most of the why why I think so many uh, talented musicians come out of this place is because we don't have those fucked up schedules. We have a lot of time to get around and jam. We have these winter storms that fucking make us like Knock have no power for four days. Uh, so we have nothing better to do, but to get around and jam. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So do you I think, think do you, we're lucky for sure. Absolutely. How many metal bands came like did were from PEI? Like seriously, you know, more uh, than Nova Scotia, I bet. I don't know about more than Nova Scotia. Maybe per capita. Nova Scotia. <laughs> Maybe per Nova capita. Sco- when you count Halifax, Nova Scotia's loaded with metal. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there, as far as metal goes, yeah, there's been uh, there's been a decent amount of metal metal bands that come out of PEI. Um, you know, there's when I was in high school, actually in the late nineties, uh, there was a there was a good scene. Like you could go to, you know, the smallest community in pei and usually on the weekend there'd be some sort of all ages show happening like it's just something you don't see anymore 
is these all ages shows no, with, no. Uh, with local bands. Yeah. But I uh, used to see it a lot and there was a decent amount of heavier bands. Um, yeah. They just have come and gone. I, I don't even know what they have in PEI right now, if anything. Yeah, I'm not familiar neither, but I besides, know. Besides like Death Valley Driver, they've been around for a long, long time. And uh, a couple of guys in that band have have a recording project. Actually, they're going to be playing live too, called Graves of the Abyss. Well, we should play one more of the Sky Burial. We don't want to give too much away. It's five songs after all. Well, we'll we're here to promote. (laughs) We're here to promote it. We want. We want. um, So, Sean, why don't you pick uh, one more song? Yeah, let's pick one more song here, and then uh, we're going to wrap her up here. I think, uh, unless you uh, have other. Ideas? Unless you want to tell us a story. <laughs> uh, no, I'll pick a song. Cool. Um, let's go with Morbid Afterlife. That's that one's a little Beody, bit different. Yes, I love how you guys are like. The these are the two songs I wanted to hear off of this, and you picked that one, and you picked that one. I'm so happy right now. So it's, it's all working. That fucking right. Everything works all, out in the long run. It's all coming up. Sean Wyshynski tonight, baby. Uh, this is going to be track three off of uh, The Sky Burial's newest EP, uh, self-titled The Sky Burial, of course. Uh, this one's called Morbid Afterlife right here on Jam Sessions.
ladies and gentlemen, again, <laughs> that's guy very good real. job, Sean. Like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, one thing that I've really noticed um, in this new project with you, Sean, is your articulation in the words that you're vocalizing or singing. Um, a little easier to hear what you're saying. That's so. exactly what I'm getting at. Like his articulation, like the words that you're saying are so much better formed and you're, 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 you're yelling in key. You know what I mean? Like it, you really, really evolved, man. And, and I want to thank you so, so much from the bottom of our heart for, for coming on the show tonight, spending some time with us, um, you know, sharing your story um, and, and letting us hear. Yeah, for sure where you came from what you're doing now and uh, and what's next for uh, love Sean Wyshynski and the Sky Burial to be on a song with you someday yeah man um, yeah I, well I, maybe with Chad Mitchell he's doing a whole shitload of yeah I was gonna bring that yeah I heard that maybe you are gonna do some work with him yeah and uh, hopefully in a couple of days I, I'm just getting my gear situated up here and uh, hoping to, to lay down some vocals in a few days actually awesome um I'm hoping somehow I get intertwined in that somehow. Something's cooking, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of cooking and brewing and making shit, stick around. We get some big news coming your way. Uh, This is going to be a busy week. We got three interviews, so we're going to start backloading all of the episodes for you beautiful people. Episode 7, and it will be coming out... um, Not this Friday. The What's the date? I don't know. God, uh, see, you the, uh, that's this. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 20, so, so we have Leah and Kyle's, Leah this, and Kyle's this, episode coming out on the 19th. Sean Wachinski's episode is going to come out on the 26th. And then, and then we're going to have a bunch of really cool that. shit coming on after that. Exactly. Mike, uh, <laughs> Sean, again, Mr. Wachinski, thank you so much for joining us here tonight and, uh, spend a little time uh, with us, buddy. We'll, we'll yeah, uh, it's my we're, pleasure. We're, Stick uh, stick around. Yeah, stick around after we hit uh, hit stop, and uh, we'll say our real goodbyes. How's that sound? Awesome. But my real Sounds goodbye good, for you people out there is I love yous all. I really, really do. 